On today's Coaching Coordinator Podcast, we're going to talk about grading film. We are into the season now across most of the country, and everything you do can be captured on video. That's practice, that's game film, but certainly you want to have a plan on what to do with that film. I think one of the most important things you can do as a position coach after games is to grade the film. It gives you tangible, quantifiable information on what your players did and what they need to work on. And it also reflects on you as well. As the saying goes, you are either coaching it or allowing it to happen. So this can be done in multiple ways from percentage grades to detailed explanations on each play of what's right and what's wrong. But the single most important aspect of grading film is that when the process is finished, each player has a clear idea of what they're doing well and what they need to work on. And you as a coach should be able to turn that into something actionable in the practice plan. Furthermore, I think that this should extend into game planning. So as a position coach, being able to tell the coordinator, we are doing this really well, or we really need to focus on this in order to see it work on game day, is important information when putting together the plays that you will use against the next opponent. Ideally, grading is done every single day of practice, not just on game days. And I'm going to share how we accomplished this while working with limited time to get it done. Now, this was at the college level, but we still had that 20-hour rule in place. Our guys had classes at night, etc. So having them sit down in a film room with us and go over it together wasn't always a possibility. So I'm going to share kind of what we did, but you know we've been... Filming practice, I think I started doing it in 2003 and I've done it ever since because you can get so much from a practice and I always feel like that feedback is so important. I think that player understanding and improved performance needs to be the goal of film grading. The improved performance is a product of them clearly seeing what they need to work on and you as a position coach implementing practice drills and teaching that gets them to the level of performance to succeed on game day. And I know when you look at this, it may seem like a daunting task that's just going to put more work on your, your plate, more work on your players' plates. But once you train them to watch film using key performance indicators or something I, I'll refer to as KPIs throughout this episode, uh, and giving them a method to record that information, then the process starts to work very efficiently. Evaluation and feedback are necessary in the process of player development. You really can't develop players without feedback. And for us, this started position by position in our grading on the components of each play, indicating success or a degree of success at carrying out a specific assignment or technique. The last eight years of, of coaching, I used a simple plus, minus, zero and star system with my players to indicate hitting key performance indicators those KPIs on each play and when you can break that play down into three or four things that work universally across everything that your players at your position do you start to create data that's actionable and it drives continuous improvement so I think it's important to to see that There are certain things on every single play. This is going to happen all the time, regardless of the scheme, regardless of the type of the play. 
and I can grade my players on this and then see that you know we're deficient in this area. This area is something I need to work on specifically in practice. Here's my drills to get it done. So again, the process starts with breaking that down. And I want to give examples for each offensive position, but certainly it can and should be done with defense and special teams as well. As I mentioned, I use a plus, minus, zero, and star to indicate whether the KPI was met on each play. The plus for me meant that it was done correctly. Minus indicated that there was an error in that particular component of the play. A zero indicated missed assignment, meaning the player had an assignment error like he ran the wrong route or he blocked the wrong player or he ran the wrong hole. So for that, just put a zero there. The star indicated something that was an example of everything done perfectly on that play. For us, it would be an example of execution that could be used on a teach tape or on a highlight video. And certainly as I would go through and put those things in huddle and see a star, I know now when I'm putting together my teach tape for the next year, that that's something I can use. And again, it's also something we could put in a highlight video. And then the last column I'd have in there would be for a small uh, notation, which could be a buzzword or a coaching point that I use in practice. Um, I did some episodes on creating better coaching cues and I linked that in the show notes. One of them is just me I'm on my own explaining some of the things that I think make for better coaching cues. And then another one is with Brent Dearman. Again, links for those are in the show notes. So let's take a look at how this might break down for every player on offense, starting with the QB. So here's an example for the quarterback practice and game evaluation. This is one I used for years and really told me a lot about what they were doing. So the first thing I would look at was their release, which for us was a measure that the time of the time that the ball was out from snap to the time that they released the football on their passing. And really for us, it was a KPI of their footwork, right? If they use the proper footwork and they're throwing a route on the last step of their drop, it's out in 1.8 to 2.0 seconds, uh, calibrated that way, and then we should see their footwork moving through the progression. I always talk to them about moving their eyes and feet through the progression. Now, the way we would measure that was with a stopwatch, simply bringing a stopwatch out to practice, clicking it on the snap, clicking it on the release, giving him that feedback constantly of where he was at so he could understand, was he executing the proper footwork in order to get the ball out on time. Accuracy, uh, a measure of his mechanics. So for us, when we looked at accuracy, really it was kind of a halo of, of where the receiver's arms could reach was an accurate throw compared to some of those that maybe it had to be a diving catch or a guy needed to get down to the ground or obviously anything thrown away. And then, of course, his decision-making. Did he make the right decisions? And you can grade these in a multitude of ways. We just went plus or minus on each of these to keep it simple. And we would come up with a release grade, an accuracy grade, a decision grade, and an overall grade. And when we would grade the mechanics of the run, uh, we were simply simply working on uh, their footwork, looking at their footwork on that, uh, their accuracy of you know where they put the ball. Sometimes there was you know an option pitch or whatever it might be in the decision-making. So when we get into the read game, uh, did they make the right decision in a give or a pull? 
offensive line practice and game evaluation example. And again, I'm breaking these down into components, not necessarily the right way. This is what worked for us. So we went with three Fs here, footwork, fit, and finish. Footwork is that KPI of their start and a measure of their, their mechanics on, on their footwork. Um, you know, where are they taking that knee to, for example, that, that knee, how they want it pointed, etc. So footwork, very important here. Again, plus minus, the fit was a KPI of, an assi- of their assignment and hand, shoulder, and hip placement. Were they getting their hips into it on the fit? And then the finish is everything from the fit to the end of the play. Were they finishing the play? Were they able to maintain that block? Were they able to recover on a block and finish? Because sometimes they don't get there on the exact fit, but they're able to recover on the finish. Again, plus, minus on all of those. And these examples uh, will be available as uh, Excel spreadsheet, so you can at least have a template to get things started. Running back practice and game evaluation We would just go with that same footwork, fit, and finish. It worked well with that as well. Uh, So what was their specific footwork taken? Is it what they were coached? If they were supposed to be open crossover plant, then we wanted to see open crossover plant, right? Because that's going to make a lot of difference to the timing of a play. So the footwork that they take, the fit is going to be a KPI of assignment on blocks, their hand, shoulder, and hip placement, just like the offensive line for the plays where they're getting the ball, it was a, a key performance indicator of their vision and cut. So you're thinking about how they fit that ball into the blocking scheme. Well, it's going to be different on every type of play, but you're going to have a place that you want them to press to, right? Press their aiming point. They're going to cut based off of, of a decision they're making on how that offensive lineman is being blocked or how that level two defender is playing, etc. And then they're cut. Again, plus minus on all these. And then the finish was finish the block or yards after contact. Receivers would be E4, which is going to be explode, exit, engage, and extend. This is one we borrowed from Dub Maddox and some of the things he was doing with his receivers. Uh, But for explode, it's the stance and the start. Did they get in a good stance that allowed them to take the proper footwork and really explode off the line of scrimmage? We wanted them to attack the defense. Right? We didn't want to see a drop step. We didn't want to see them having to sink their hips. We wanted them to start in a position that they could drive forward and attack. Now, obviously, if you're pressed on the line of scrimmage, those um, will change a little bit. But for the most of, of what we saw, there was some distance there, and we wanted to see the proper start from the beginning. Exit refers to the stem, to a, a position for success both on the route and the block. They want to win space, block side space or route side space, in order to be able to make a cut and get away from the defender or in order to be in a place where they have leverage on that defender from where uh, they want to keep them from going. The engage part on the block was either making the correct cut, correct footwork on that cut, or if you were going vertical, being able to stack and, and get leverage on that defender. And then the extend is really the finish of the play. Using E4, this one fit in there. So finish the play, the block, the catch, and the run. For the tight ends, we used a combination. In the run game, they were going to go with a footwork fit and finish, just like the offensive line. And in the pass game, it was the same key performance indicators as the receivers, so the E4. So when I'm finished with this process, I can tabulate all the pluses in each section 
and divide by the total number of plays for that player to get a grade on that component of the play. And then also calculate the total number of pluses divided by the total number of opportunities from each component to give the player's overall percentage. But again, making it actionable, that, that percentage is fine. The overall is fine. But as, as a, a player and coach, I really want to see the component percentages because that's going to tell us a lot more of what we need to work on. If I see that, okay, this was you know over 90% in this part of the component, I don't necessarily need to focus on that. I can fine-tune it, maybe get it a few reps during that week. But maybe in this other component, we were really deficient. So I need to work in this section more. I need to create some drills that are going to help us uh, correct those issues, fix those issues, execute uh, at a higher level. So when we would do this, uh, it would give that player a focus for that next practice if it was you know, evaluating that practice film or that next practice week if he's you know, evaluating game film. Both myself and the player would write those things as a summary for you know, each player or themselves as we're evaluating that film. And as a coach, I'd make notes of drills and coaching points that need to be emphasized in order to work on those things in practice. I'm going to take that grade, I'm going to take that grading and what I put together with this data, that is going to sit right next to me as I plan my practice for the next week. So yes, this does take some time, but having those distinct components or phases of a play that I look at and along with those specific KPIs makes that process fl- uh, flow smoothly. Certainly, there's a little bit of a learning curve for both you and the players as you start this, but as you get into it, everything's going to be very clear on this is what we need to get better at. After teaching some of this in, in the first few film sessions, uh, the daily grading of players was done by the players. As a coach, I'd go through and grade as well, but I was looking for some of those major things in practice that need improvement, but I left the burden of the details daily in that summary on the players. So I'd be able to see from them on their particular plays they ran in practice, and I would only make them grade their plays, not everybody's. So that's going to take a, a lot of those reps out of it. Uh, and then I'd compare those grades with theirs and note any discrepancies. And what I found over time is that the players actually became more critical of themselves. They found some very specific details that they can improve on in the next practice. For players, uh, they could typically grade that in about 10 or 15 minutes in practice. And you know, when I was at the college level, they either come by and drop that off at the office for us as position coaches, or more than likely, they take a picture of it and send it to us on their phones. And certainly that's an easy way to do it. Uh, The thing I really like to do with all this stuff, because players are going to have some different things that, you know, individually they work on. Again, my practice is going to be planned to take care of those, but I always like to utilize a a work on your own period, uh, one per day. And in that period, the players then would either work individually on an aspect of their performance they want to improve, For example, a receiver might choose to work on his first three steps in order to win route side space, which was a particular KPI for our receivers. Or a lineman might work with another lineman on a specific fit in run blocking or pass protection, which they identified as a component of their performance that needed improvement. During that period, you know, it was truly work on your own, but I was going to filter through. I'm going to walk around. I'm going to talk to those players 
about what they're working on, give them coaching points as necessary, maybe even suggest try this drill instead of this one, etc. And most of the time, we'd already ready discuss some of that before we hit the practice field. You know, it, it, again, it takes a little bit of that extra time. So where did we find it? And most of that was by taking a group of players and working during our special teams period. Now, sometimes you have guys who are involved. You know, you want to find time for them to work on their own. Maybe they need to handle it pre-practice or post-practice. But we're, we were able to steal a lot of reps that way and make those periods productive. So then thinking about how I would review this, like on a Saturday morning or for us, we... Uh, we'd bring the team together on Sundays at the college level and watch film on Sunday and get a little bit of work in. But either way, you know, I can make an argument about watching the entire game or just pulling certain clips. And I think both ways have value. And I think it depends on how much time you have to watch film with your players. I like to pull out all of the star plays from the game and put them into a simple highlight film with music, especially for the offensive line. It was it was something, you know, a touch that the players enjoyed. I did not do any kind of, of editing and simply drop those clips in, you know, on my on my Mac in my iMovie or, or whatever you have as a simple editing tool and put the music behind it. It didn't have to match up. I didn't do graphics. But they were able to see those plays in which they did very well. And uh, you know, those linemen especially, they love seeing it because those guys typically don't get that kind of stuff on a highlight film. And I also like to pull out the areas where I saw as as recurring and needing work as a whole position group. Certainly there's those individual points. And, you know, sometimes when you see a player struggling, you can handle some of those on your own. But as a group, you have uh, the ability to, to show them, here's the areas as a team where we struggle. And I think it all depends on the maturity of your team. How do they handle that criticism in, in the film room? We want them to get better. That's the, the main thing. Uh, the other thing I really like doing here is, is that in team sessions, I ask the players to either bring their graded plays to the video session or to grade themselves as they went through. And if I already graded them, and, and I would have for the team session, uh, I didn't give them their grades right away. I wanted them to, to put their eyes on it and see it in an objective way. Uh, Sometimes that was either the same way as I was seeing it or it helps them also when they see something differently, ask questions so that they can watch film better. Uh, Either way, I found that allowing the players to verbalize what uh, they were seeing in the film session was more productive than me standing up and talking the whole time. And I think the other useful tool is to take those non-starters, have them walk through what they're seeing as well. And my objective in a film session like that was to have everybody in the room verbalizing something in terms of correct or incorrect performance as we went through the video. So even though that guy didn't get on the field, give him some of those mental reps in the film session by allowing him to verbalize and grade that particular play. So that's it on film grading. I think I I shared a lot with you there. Certainly there's some takeaways for you, whether you choose to, you know, implement one or two of these things or the whole thing. Uh, the position by position evaluation that which was in today's podcast is also in my game planning master class on CoachTube. You could save 50% on that with the code CCP game plan. Uh, that code is in the show notes as well. Again, this includes details on what I call the six P's of being an offensive coordinator, right? I, I believe everything you do fits into these six P's. And this has over three hours of instructional video 
as well as some questions, some things you can print out for reflection on yourself as a coordinator, your staff, etc., how things fit together for you. And the uh, master Game Planning Masterclass also has the Game Planning System, which allows you to uh, put your game plan in this one time and script out your entire link. Again, the link to this is in the show notes. I think there's a ton of resources here because it's not just me. I have a lot of guys who were on the podcast sharing some information there in there as well to give you some more perspective on ideas of game planning because there's so many ways you can approach it. Again, that link is in the show notes. Follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski and follow all we do throughout the season at coachandcoordinator.com. Good luck tonight and good luck the entire season. We'll be here with you all along the way to give you ideas that are going to help your team now.